welcome to Cassandra Explains It All, a podcast where we take a magnifying glass to all of our treasures from the past. Okay, perfect. Today I do have a guest, a returning guest. Dimitri is back, yeah. but you can find him on um, his TikTok is Then Hearts Collide and also Instagram. You can easily find his TikTok if you just go straight to my Instagram and click on this episode, you know, and I'm going to tag him in it. So we were going back and forth about like what movies to do. And you had said The Good Son. And I'm like, okay. I haven't seen that movie, but everybody I know has said it's a good movie or like has covered it or something. So I do want to watch it. And I love Macaulay Culkin and I love Elijah Wood. So fuck it. Yeah, let's watch it. What do you remember about this movie? Um, I just used to watch it like more than I really should have. As, as a, I think I was like, 11 maybe 10 I was I shouldn't have been watching this that much but yeah I just used to pop it in all the time because I was such a Macaulay fan and I just like seeing him play like such a crazy role like like he did really good like he's very convincing yeah okay so and there's a lot man I rented this (laughs) I'm gonna rent it again fuck it I should just buy it I don't know why am I doing this to myself there's this whole thing with like people a lot of people out there say that Macaulay Culkin is terrible in this movie and it's what ended his career so on and so forth I was expecting it to be like really terrible but um and there were like some points where I thought his acting was bad there were also a lot of points where I thought his acting was really good and that the writing was just really weak and I think we can get into that more like once we start you know really get into the episode today we're talking about The Good Son it's a 1993 American psychological thriller it's directed by Joseph Rubin the most interesting thing about this movie and like the evolution of the movie is that it's written by Ian McEwen. You know, he wrote the book and he wrote the screenplay. Following the completion of his novel, The Child in Time, Ian McEwen was invited by 20th Century Fox to write the screenplay and they floated it around and... Then it was discovered by an independent producer, Marianne Page. Page tried to get the project off the ground three and a half years. The film was briefly set up at Universal, interesting, during which Brian Gilbert was attached to the project. It got put on hold a lot. It kind of lived in purgatory for a long time. And then following the success of Home Alone and Silence of the Lambs, you know, the studio was like, yeah, sure, this is going to be a great idea. We'll just have Macaulay Culkin as a serial killer. But basically, Macaulay Culkin wasn't originally attached to it. His dad, Kit, I believe is his name, insisted that he be a part of the production or else he wasn't going to do Home Alone 2. So the studio just, yeah, I know, right? And he called a lot of shots about what was going to happen in this movie says that director Michael Lemon um, of The Heathers was attached and Lawrence Mark was appointed as a co-producer and McEwen was called in for rewrites. I promise I'm getting to a point here. The progress was suddenly interrupted when Macaulay's father and manager at the time, notoriously influential force in Hollywood due to the child's stardom, wanted his son to star in the film, wishing to prove Macaulay's capacity in a dark role. Uh, He made his part condition for appearing in Home Alone 2. Fox agreed. Are they really not going to talk about the fact that the guy that wrote this movie 
the guy that wrote this fucking movie like i can cut this out but like whatever he got totally fucked he wrote the entire script for the movie waited around in limbo for like years for it to get into production and then whenever they adapted it like when they start to film he just uh gets a call from one of his friends saying by the way they started uh, and they hired a new screenwriter can you imagine insane like he's just moved off the job completely like people that have worked with him for years just like stabbed him in the back and went on and like didn't tell bother to tell him (laughs) i'd be so pissed yeah so i think that um this is gonna be a fun one it's really (laughs) it's such a strange fucking movie it's just fun i don't i don't know that it's that scary like did you think that it was scary watching it as an adult um a hundred percent like it it has like some like chilling detail like the fact that he's like you know super like kind of relentless at what he's doing is kind of i don't know that's kind of scary i do like that aspect of it yeah but like who was the audience for this i know right like child thriller like i guess me (laughs) right but like it was rated r so kids weren't gonna be able to go see it that's what i don't understand about this movie 100%. 100%. But it's got a great like seaside town setting. Yeah, Mark and Henry are cousins. So we open with Mark's mom passing away, which is Elijah Wood. And I'm just going to call him Elijah Wood so that we know what's going on. Elijah's mom is passing away. Very sad. You said if you could close this deal in Tokyo, you and Mark would be set. You'd never have to leave him again. Like, what? Okay, so his mom died, and we're supposed to believe that his dad is going to leave, like, the day after the funeral to go to Japan on a business trip because it's the last deal he'll ever have to make. What, is he, he sells airplanes? It's like the <laughs> he's going to make one big sale, and then he's done. Like, what? <laughs> Do they let you know what his job is? Like, no. Interesting. I watched it a couple times now, too. <laughs> I don't know what he does, but... I just thought that was crazy. Like, no parent is going to leave their kid like that. Like, why wouldn't you just take him with you? So many questions. And also, like, the family that they're leaving him with, they haven't seen him in eight years or ten years. Right? Like, maybe don't leave your kid with these strangers, basically. So then we get a pretty decent cross-country drive. We get little uh, little Henry, little Henry McAllister. So Macaulay Culkin, we get to meet him, like the cousins meet for the first time. And I don't know, did you ever like have to meet a distant cousin and you're like, oh my God, this kid's a- A hundred percent. I had one cousin come to like literally come visit. Well, not visit. He just came to stay with us. I don't know why for like three months. And I remember being very uncomfortable as a kid because like, I had my own room and everything to myself, and he was just like in it, just in my way, in my mess. But he, he wasn't like anything compared to Macaulay. Right. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I know where this is going, mom. Please listen. <laughs> <laughs> These are the creepiest fucking masks ever. <laughs> Whoa. Like straight out of Mike Myers. They're just paper mache and rubber band, but I mean, so effective as a prop. I mean, this is ter- these are terrifying. And I don't understand why I don't see people wearing this as a Halloween costume. Amazing Halloween <laughs> costume. 
super creepy. Oh, that's like one of these things that I would be really proud of my kid for making during the day. But then when I see it laying on the floor in the living room at night, like I'm definitely scared and turning on the hall light on my way back to bed. I feel like I'm hiding this mask. Exactly. <laughs> we have a Daniel Tiger book that's possessed and it currently lives like in the bottom of the closet in the kid's room. <laughs> I'm just like, no. <laughs> it was nice of Henry to at least uh, make him a mask as well. <laughs> yeah like he he is kind of nice to him i mean he, yeah, he's, he's thoughtful i, I have a theory mm. <laughs> that everyone in this family is suffering from like deep psychosis because deep delusion yeah i mean it's all it's so weird like the fact that the mom thinks that her hair looks good like that insane the dad's gonna abandon his child right after his mom dies crazy uh, little Elijah Wood thinks that his mom's reincarnated into his aunt. Crazy. Aww. So yeah, we'll get into it. But yeah, they so they meet and then you know he has to say goodbye to his dad. Um, just crazy. I don't know why I thought I had this in my notes to play that. That's not that important. What the fuck? <laughs> Sorry. This movie is literally giving me everything I want. It's got snow. It's got we've got a scene where they're making christmas cookies we've got an oceanside house with seagulls and cliffs and macaulay culkin and elijah wood what the fuck else could you want for in this life right and oh then we get baby richard's bedroom very depressing but like as a parent why are they still living in this house why do they have the? I love anytime a movie or a show has like a room that hasn't been touched in years that someone died. Do people really they, do that? Like, they do make mention of it in the movie that well, I think the dad asked her to let it go eventually, but like she says she will in her own time. She's not ready. How long had it been? Did they say? I think about two years that the husband mentions. Yeah. Yeah, he's a jerk. Like, yeah. you should I be able to keep that room up for as long as she wants. Really. Yeah, it's like this whole house it will be a shrine to Richard if I so choose. Ridiculous. So he goes to play with Henry after breakfast. Oh, yeah. So this little fucker, Macaulay Culkin, he's like, Are you afraid of heights? You should come up in my treehouse. This thing is like 500 feet tall. What? So high. It's so up there. I would not do that. Would you do that? Um, as a kid, yes. As an adult, <gasps> totally yes. No, but <laughs> like with caution, of course. Yeah. Like, did you see the way the ladder? It's it's built in like a spiral formation going upward. Yeah, it's, it's, it's super sketch. <laughs> literally, just planks of like two by fours that have been screwed into this tree or like maybe hot he set up. <laughs> i don't even know <laughs> like, he probably has one rig to fall if you step on it i know right they're like they're like super glued and duct taped like they're not even nailed in <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that'd be crazy but yeah so they climb up to the top here and like come on we've talked about tree houses in the past we are both a fiend for tree houses but not this one <laughs> This one has no room to walk around, really. No, it's a, just a, it's a pure death trap. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. The music. <laughs> Help me up. 
let you go. You think you could fly? What an asshole. <laughs> yes, but the but the music, the score on this is like I, I think it's meant to trick us or trick pull the audience into thinking this is like some, you know, soft whimsical kid movie, you know, of like adolescence and you know, oh. fun. That's what it feels like. I don't know what's happening with the music. <laughs> this this guy, the person that did this music was like, oh, you want something grand? I got you. I mean, it's like, what is happening? It's like a Hitchcock, not like a Hitchcock. It's like, I don't know, man. It's just intense. Who did do the music? And he did a bunch of other stuff too, actually. I think he's like Emmy award winning. Let's see. I bet he also did that one then. Sounds very, very familiar. No. <laughs> no, sir. Um, Airplane, probably one of the biggest movies ever made. Cape Fear. Ghostbusters. Oh, shit. The fuck? Yeah, this is the man. So, I mean, the, yeah. I think he did a horrible job with the score on this movie. I mean, it just doesn't fit the movie. Maybe it's just the writing, but it's... it's doesn't it's for a way more intense movie like i understand what they were going for but it does it fails like so hard it doesn't it's not scary like and to me here's the real problem is that like yeah macaulay culkin is really good at delivering these precocious lines and he's actually a really good actor and he can play dark i feel like um he can he has a huge range and i i in my opinion but the writing in this is so shitty we don't it's not creepy for a child to know that they're evil that's not creepy yeah that's like chucky like and so and that's why like a lot in chucky like the reason it's scary and a lot of the child's play movies are terrible is because they don't take into account the fact that chucky's scary because of like his size where he can hide right so I just think that like it would have been scarier as someone with kids like they are the scariest thing ever um when when they're like being creepy and they don't know they're being creepy you know you just wake up and they're like standing next to your bed like just watching you yeah it's like oh god okay yeah um like that creepy Daniel Tiger book that won't stop like going in the middle of the night it's like that would have played so much better and made this like a true classic movie um, if they just could have let Macaulay Culkin's lines be, you know, like just playing innocent, like completely innocent the entire time. Um, I feel like this could have been so much better. Yeah, he seems very aware that he's evil. Yeah, and it like spoils the fun of it. It's like you're I don't like the whole Hannibal Lecter thing. It doesn't it just doesn't work here. I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah, give him some layers, give him some innocence. Yeah. But I, I don't think it's fair to completely blame Macaulay Culkin because every a lot of people shit on his acting in this movie and I think it's fine. That's not his fault. It's a shitty fucking script so we and also his dad you know had a lot of like interfering and so god only knows like what in this script got altered because of his dad thinking that like this is going to work better than that and and god only knows like how much of any of that is true so they're throwing stones like through windows and breaking all these glass windows in a warehouse did you ever do shit like this 100 percent. yes what (laughs) all the time dimitri (laughs) yeah we we were pretty bad like i don't know there's a lot of stuff to do back then i don't know <laughs> oh my 
my god dude i never did anything okay well one time one time i did break a small water pipe like a pvc water pipe at the local marina to fill up a bucket Whoa. water bong but like i was being egged on by older kids you know what was like the worst thing you've done at that age? allegedly Oh, at that age? Yeah. I was going to say, my my friend, I'll call him Blandon. He allegedly left a party we were at in like early high school, went across the street from like where I'm sitting right now and was messing around in the science lab of our middle school and set it on fire, allegedly. Whoa. That's mm-hmm. crazy. On accident. Craziest thing I've done is like pull the fire alarm and that was like in fourth grade. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, we had the entire school come out. It was pretty, pretty big. I've never been brave enough to do something like that. Like, what's the worst thing? Oh, I would, I used to do all kinds of crazy stuff when I was a kid. Like, I got a bad report, not a bad report card, but I had gotten a lower grade than I needed to get because my parents are really strict on one of my like history report cards in ninth grade. And so I brought it home and then I made up my own on the computer to look exactly like it and then printed it out no what did i do did i send it to a fax like how the fuck did i do that i don't know do i no made coding. yeah dude i made my own fucking report card one year and i got away with it except during christmas break my parents went to a hockey game and ran into my fucking history teacher so i got busted after all that work and then i was still in trouble and i'm like Ferris Bueller over here. I'm like, I should be getting rewarded for being smart enough to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. I was really bad because my parents were overprotective. They didn't let me do anything. But I think like his age, I was a little psycho, I guess, if you ask my brothers. Like, I guess I would do weird stuff. <laughs> this is so fucked up. When I was like really little though, my and I would babysit. I was way too young to be babysitting. I was like these kids age, like not not eight, nine, right? I, my brother cut him, his leg, my little brother. And I was like, oh, you know what will help heal it is salt. And so I can put a whole bunch of salt on it. Yeah. Did you do this knowing? I guess so. Yeah. Like oh my God. mean, I was a mean ass little bitch. I don't know what was wrong with me. You got a, you got a little Henry in you. Dude, I was. My brother, when he, my brother told me that story as an adult, I like almost cried. I was like, I did that. He's like, yeah, you fucking did that. And he told me like 10 other things I did. I'm like, oh my God, I was a monster. The worst thing I've done to my brother was like, I put like, deservingly so. Mm -hmm, See, see. I put put, like a thumbtack under (gasps) like in his pillowcase, but like, you know, like poking outside, but in, but under, I don't know. But yeah. And so, like, you know, of course, he goes to lay down. And the second he, like, barely feels it touch his head, he's, he's like, he got four seconds. And then, like, I just took off running. Oh, yeah, it was my pretty good. God. He's like, you're yeah. literally dead. You're dead. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> right? I feel like if it's your sibling, they deserve it. Heck, yeah. Yeah, but this little shit, like, if my cousin or literally anybody did something like this to me and like dangled me off of a tree like this. I This is where I started questioning Elijah Wood's sanity in the movie because when he gets up, he's upset, but he doesn't beat the crap out of his cousin, which he should. Yeah, he takes it, he takes it like a light, like, like a joking gesture. Yeah, and it makes is me it? wonder like about the whole family. It's like, why isn't he alerting an adult? Hmm. 
And then, um, oh yeah, they go to check out the murder well. This is actually a really great shot, I thought. Um, I really love all the filming locations, especially the like the graveyard and the well, which you've mentioned. But yeah. like, yeah, and everything looks really good, like the whole town. Such a cool graveyard, um, a the well. Weather. We get we're like right on the ocean and snow and Christmas like dude this is the perfect like I love a movie that has a little bit of Christmas and a little bit of Halloween just so I can kind of watch it anywhere from like September to (laughs) February you know and this is definitely going to be like that's why I was pissed off I didn't just buy it I rented it because this is definitely going to be one that I'll watch every couple years on um, Halloween or Christmas you know good I'm glad I'm having like a depressed Christmas like I'm gonna watch the good son (laughs) you know yeah yeah I think that's why I watched it so much so like the scenes are very cool to look at like the cliff everything you know where they shot it at right no it was a shot in massachusetts uh, that's a very hard uh, mass yeah in massachusetts um, yeah that word <laughs> um yeah they they uh got like two locations it's there and um arizona as well for like oh, if you're cool. looking at like de- desert shots yeah those desert shots are fucking weird it's like what yeah is those good? are crazy the fuck it kind of reminded me of um camp nowhere just like, oh, like it was it was located nowhere like i didn't see any like civilization around them like how did they get to this location didn't make sense (laughs) yeah it doesn't match the story at all it's just like there to be there it's weird these bookends on the movie um the but it's very yes it's a lot of stanley kubrick's shots uh very far away very old you know hollywood like you said like there's these cliffs right and of course when we get to the end they're fighting over this cliff i mean i don't know how that they did these practical effects and it's got to all be practical effects because it's 1993 but i mean it looks amazing and like you're really seeing over the ocean I, it's- the shots are insane i swear this that's what really drew me in i thought it was really happening like honestly like like, i think it is i think it is i think they literally (laughs) just have like pulleys attached to them and they're like okay we're doing this at some point if you look very closely you can see one string i saw that yeah yeah. on the mom Mm -hmm. yeah but yeah i couldn't figure out i'm like this isn't cgi though like how the fuck are they doing this mirrors maybe like i don't even know (laughs) maybe that's a good idea if you guys want to hear more discussion about the ending of this film i would go to um and a little bit about the writer and what happened during the writing process of this film listen to men on film they covered this movie but if you are have a delicate sensibility, you will not like their podcast. I'm just warning you. So there's your fucking trigger warning. So they go to check out the murder well, and he shows him a cigarette. Macaulay Culkin is a good little cigarette smoker for a kid. It, that wasn't his first one. <laughs> no, definitely not. Right? See, I don't think Elijah Wood's that great in this movie, honestly. Go on. They give you cancer. Good acting by Macaulay Culkin. I don't see what people's problem is. What do you think about the whole Michael Jackson thing? Sorry. (laughs) Um, with Michael, I truly believe they just tried to demonize, you know, uh, a talented person. To be a hundred percent honest, 
Like, it seems like whenever you get to be at a certain level or a certain status, there will always be, like, somebody there to, you know, take you down. It seems. It's, it's not, like, it can't be, like, a sheer coincidence that each great celebrity, like, dies or like, has some crazy conspiracy about them, you know, when they're at a certain level, like, I don't know. Well, like they have access to a lot of drugs and money too. A hundred percent. But it's tough for me to fall for the for the, you know, how many times can like it's like the same story, like OD, OD, OD. And it's just like at some point I just go, okay, is this like Oh yeah, I believe like like, the world they're in? Yeah. Yeah. Or is this or is this the or is like everyone who tries to come up in that in that genre like set up to fail, like I gotcha. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Kind of like the Britney yeah. of it all. Um, yeah, like you can't mention like one name, one big person who hasn't gone through something insane. Like it just, it doesn't seem like coincidence to me anymore. Um, I, don't know. I mean, yeah. I meant more like, how do you, f- I mean, I definitely agree. Like his whole, everything surrounding his death w- and the properties, the intellectual property he owned and everything like that is really crazy and you mean more like his relationship with like macaulay yeah and just like the whole idea of like a grown 35 year old man sleeping with children in his bed and room constantly and vacationing with children well of course i do see it as you know inappropriate as you know any anybody would but to be a hundred percent honest i don't think he is actually I think maybe he has like a child's mind maybe where he doesn't see where that can be wrong do you know what I'm saying I like, do not not in it not like in any excuse to his behavior no I know like I believe that give, for a long time to give more so reason to it yeah but think about it think about this though like what like every child actor doesn't have a childhood. Like Britney didn't have a childhood. 100%. Yeah. But she's not trying to have little girls sleep in her room being like, no, it's all. okay. And I, also I, he like moves I, on from kid to kid like every year. And then it's like the next boy, then the next boy, then the next boy. And like so many allegations. And I know that those two guys were lying, but all those other people were not lying. And also he had, then he admitted on camera on that documentary that he sleeps in bed with that boy and that he like emotionally coerces him to do it. Cause he says, if he doesn't, he's not, it's not love. That was the nail in the coffin for me. I was like, really? Fuck, I'm, dude. I've not heard a lot. Like I've, I'm only going from what I've. It's so sad. Cause like, I love Michael Jackson. You know, I grew yeah. up on Michael Jackson. Like I'm free Willie. That's my shit. But like. We all wish it to not be true. Mm-hmm it's so crazy but it's cool to learn it was cool to like learn all that though like it was a dark rabbit hole to go down but then once I once I learned all of it I was like wow it's cool kind of to see how the media can make you like either one way or other say I'm wrong too like the media can make you think like someone's a child predator when they're not or like on the flip side Mm -hmm. the media can make you think that sleeping with little boys is completely normal because you didn't have a childhood like that's wild that we buy that that's wild we buy either what you know it's just so all of it's so wild but I've been getting really into like blind items um which are just like celebrity gossip from this entertainment lawyer and they always circle around the internet and then they end up coming true and like uh Macaulay 
there's always a bunch of gossip about him. Yeah, I believe like he didn't do anything with Michael Jackson, but I do believe that Michael Jackson um, purposefully sought him out and had a relationship with him that wasn't sexual so that um, he could use, it's like an actual tactic that predators use to basically have standing in their community and be like, see, like this high profile person said that I didn't do anything to them. So clearly like nothing happened, you know, when really it's like the extras on set that it's happening to, not the main star of the show. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. But that's just a theory. Like I don't, you know, I'm just saying it's, it's crazy wormhole. Yeah. I wrote here. My next note is he's not a bad actor. This is a garbage script in my opinion. <laughs> so the boys do get along a little. And the next day, oh, we got this great Marina shot. (laughs) He's like, comics warp your mind. I like that. (laughs) And then, oh, we get the dog, the crazy dog scene. And they get like chased by this dog. And Macaulay Culkin turns around and barks at it really creepily. (laughs) So creepy. And then um, they see his mom on a cliff on the way home. I'm just terrified for these boys that are like leaning over a cliff. She goes up there to think about Richard. See, like more of that kind of right. Kind of weird, right? Like he doesn't understand human emotion, but yeah, yeah, he understands it enough to emotionally abuse his sister for the last eight years. Like, come on, get a fucking grip. Whoever wrote the script is an asshole. Oh God. And then we get the cat (laughs) and the work, like his, we get introduced to his shed or like his workshop. Um, you know, your murder shack. Didn't you have one as a kid? Watch for the string. Let's see. On the cat? No, no. Um, you'll see. You'll see. Okay. Shed. Boss. What does it do? It took me three months to make it. Beautiful, huh? Yeah. So you pull the cable back to here, and you load over there. Grab a bolt. Go ahead. Lock and load. Now we line up kitty cat don't hit her just give her a scare sure that cat takes like a full three minutes to leave the scene it's so funny did you see it no oh oh well i missed it there's a little string on the ball it's kind of (gasps) oh I see it now. Okay. Yeah. Holy shit. Hmm. Not to ruin the film for you. Interesting. Yeah. Now, now I'm just completely out of it. Um, oh yeah. He goes to the psychologist and, you know, he tells her that he thinks it's his fault. I mean, not in so many words, but he, you know, he thinks it's his, mo- his fault that his mom died and he's processing this huge trauma and both of his parents have abandoned him now and he's not getting any attention from the people he's staying with either which is really like i thought he did a pretty good job at conveying like emotion of being like sad with his mom and you know he didn't he was so young he didn't know that making that promise that he just naturally take on that blame just out of out of i don't know just his own sadness yeah exactly and oh the poor kid man yeah (laughs) that's where he really came yes 
his eyes. But like any of these, it's scenes where he's supposed to be normal and alive. I don't know. He just doesn't, his delivery is so deadpan and just so, I don't know. I don't, and not in like a good way where he's like emoting depression or a deep sadness. It's just kind of vacant. Just empty. Yeah. Um, his eyes are doing all the work. So, <laughs> but yeah, he's been abandoned by both parents, you know, in my opinion, it's rough. And so his aunt is comforting him. Little Henry McAllister comes downstairs and sees them and he's super pissed. <laughs> I like that name. Yeah. <laughs> he's, I'm just like, how am I going to remember Henry and what's the other one? I don't know. <laughs> Elijah Wood. Um, they're, they're always just like some such plain names in these movies. Pissed off that and like when he sees his mom giving attention to the his cousin. So then the next day he wants to do a puzzle, little Elijah Wood with the little sister. Um, you know, they're sitting by the crackling fire, but the brother, like uh, Macaulay Culkin comes and he's like, you know, fuck off basically and takes his cousin and runs off. Well, this is also played by Macaulay Culkin's sister in real life. I don't know if you knew that. And baby Richard is actually um, a Culkin as well. Are you serious? I did mm-hmm. not know that. Yeah, Kit had his hands all over this movie the photo they show i thought it was just like a stock photo you know like when you buy yeah. like a frame at like walmart that's what right it- yo that's crazy because the other movie we watched demi moore's daughter was in yeah cool. so like Hidden another gems. another case of nepotism here and just like cast our family <laughs> in school here we go. I'm going to play. So I like how the little sister tells off her brother. And like, this is coming from all little sisters everywhere. <laughs> I don't care about these stupid secrets. I got my own secrets. But I'm not going to tell you a single one. She is effing adorable. And I know Heck she's yeah. only in this movie because of Macaulay Culkin's her brother. But like, has she done anything else? Like, she's so adorable. And she, she was really... She- she did Home Alone with them, didn't she? Or I don't know. Really? No, may, maybe that was the little brother I'm thinking of. I know he, they keep the family working. Oh, and her name's Quinn, too. That's such a great name. She was in um, Wish Kid, Katie McClary. So some Sunday morning cartoon. Um, and Home Alone. Yep, Girl at the Airport. There we go. <laughs> Behind the scenes of The Good Son. What? <laughs> want to do that next (laughs) y'all i did not do my homework i'm so sorry i want to know everything about this person like where what is she doing now can i follow her on twitter quinn culkin okay so yes he takes him to try his bow again and this time he kills a dog oh it's terrible again his cousin's just like oh my god okay um you want to show up kid and then Macaulay Culkin's like you know I was just I wasn't trying to hit him like I was just trying to practice like trying to scare him so again like I do like that he's kind of like playing precocious a little bit here they put it in the well oh god yeah this is the most disturbing scene of the whole movie for me how about you yes the fact that he agrees to help well if he says it was an accident to help carry the body I don't to the well oh that was heavy if I yeah it's so heavy and the the sound is really good I if I um killed a dog whether it be on purpose or accident 
I would, which I would never kill a dog on purpose, but like if I accidentally killed an animal, I would not be burying it. I would be running and crying for days. Like even if I was at the cousin at this point, I would literally just lose it. Like he has to be so traumatized by losing his mom. Like, why isn't this freaking him out? Like, why isn't he finding an adult again? I don't, none of this track, but yeah, it's so disturbing. Like they're just, they just take this dog body and it's not a small dog. Like it's a large breed dog, like terrier or something like a a Rottweiler. And they're like carrying it in a, a sack, like with blood dripping out of it, like carrying it with like all their might because they're very small children. Um, and they bring it to a well and they just drop it down in the well. It's very fucking creepy. Elijah Wood's irritated afterwards and Macaulay's like, what? You know, you need to learn to, to take a joke. Like, what's the problem, you know? <laughs> so then we get Richard's duck photo. So basically, baby Richard died in a bathtub uh, unintended. Elijah Wood found a picture of him and he's basically getting the story of what happened to Richard from the mom. And this whole thing gives me like, PLL flashbacks. Are you a Pretty Little Liars person at all? No, no. Okay. So like for all my Pretty Little Liars people out there, um, this is very much Charles De Laurentiis. We have a baby in the bath. Mom's outside in the yard tending to the garden. God only knows why you're outside when your baby's in the bath, but okay. And then the older sibling, you know, scolds it with burning water and tries to kill it or maybe successfully does kill it. And that was like a big storyline in Pretty Little Liars. And so that it reminds me of that. And that makes me happy. So let's see. (laughs) You'd like Pretty Little Liars because it's written by Marlene King, who did um, Now and Then. And it's mystery, drama, hella cool fashion. Very repetitive, like Law and Order. It's really fun. Check it out. Oh, oh, this is my favorite part of the entire movie. So now we get Mr. Highway. <laughs> what? I'm so excited for this. I don't understand, like, why I've never heard of this before. Why there isn't more Mr. Highways sitting in people's <laughs> yards at Halloween? This is a great costume. Like, what? No, he is straight up scarecrow. I, I have no clue, like where i think macaulay made him like i don't know that's so nuts to me it's amazing it's like a mannequin but then he put a paper mache mask over the top of it with like swimming goggles and a fisherman hat and like just just... imagine what else he's used mr highway for written like previous oh god (laughs) lord (laughs) i want you to meet somebody somebody very special mr highway Wow. What are you going to do with it? It depends. On what? On you. They take Mr. Highway, of course, to a highway overpass. And um, at first, they're just like setting it up on the edge. But still, like, why would, what does the cousin think that they're going to do with it? They say when he's doing that, that, oh, I'm getting kind of tired. Let's take a break here. That, that was the setup. Oh, shit. That's, I missed that. That's how he kind of gets away with, like, but the positioning of Mr. Very Howard good. Yeah. Is, a, is a no-no. <laughs> like, that's good. I like that. Yeah. Okay. God damn it. They drop Mr. Highway off the highway overpass. And there's, like, a huge 10-car pileup. Um, apparently somebody actually did this after this movie in Detroit and killed a woman, uh, a pregnant woman, 
Yeah. I was going to say, I guess why I resonate so highly with this movie is because I had kind of a friend like Henry. In fact, his name was, no, I don't know. <laughs> his name was Harry. <laughs> Harry. But, um, like, yeah, he used to get into some stuff. And, yeah. Have you ever thrown anything off the freeway? No. And I. This kid was notorious for throwing stuff off freeway and like oh yeah he would God. try to get us to go along with him so yeah i would follow along but never really that's insane like yeah what? He, he had some problems he had Love some that problems. kid though yeah, no <laughs> yeah that's what i was thinking like i think we all kind of knew a kid like this yeah that was just a little disturbed oh and another thing that actually happened during this movie that i found really interesting oh god and it was on halloween too one halloween some pranksters near detroit imitated the scene in which henry and mark throw a dummy off an overpass pregnant woman swerved on the road to avoid hitting what she thought was a person and died and then roberta broke a mirror and had a full breakdown let's say oh yeah so it says that um the film was not released theatrically in the uk because of the james bulger case it was released on video in 95 a couple years later but the scene in which henry deliberately drops the mannequin over an overpass was edited out when it did get released too the james bulger case happened the same year that this was released which is interesting because um, James Bulger was a boy from Kirby, England, who was murdered on February 12th, 1993 at age two. He was abducted, tortured, and murdered by two 10-year-old boys, which is just crazy. And yeah, he disappeared from a shopping center and they found him nearby, like mangled. So I do remember learning about that case, but I had no idea that um, it didn't, this didn't get a theatrical release in England because of that murder, which I thought I find really interesting. The movie has a really dark cloud over it. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? crazy? No, right? Really creepy. Can't you see Jake Gyllenhaal playing one of these roles? 100%. <laughs> oh. Same. So at 40 minutes, we get like a little pep talk here. I don't know what that means in my notes. Okay. Hey, come on. We did it together. You could have killed people with your help. I didn't know you were going to do that. I feel sorry for you, Mark. I just don't know how to have fun. What? It's because you're scared all the time. I know. I used to be scared, too. That was before I found out. And now what? That once you realize you can do anything, you're free. You could fly. Nobody can touch you. Nobody. Mark, don't be afraid to fly. You sick. Hey, I promised you something amazing. Where's the gratitude? Yeah, man, a little less attitude, a little more gratitude. Did uh, did his acting do anything for you there? Uh, it was okay. I mean, I don't love that they're having him be direct of like this, you know? I just, yeah, I think it would be so much better if he played it off. Played it more coy, like he's yeah. on board. Yeah, like if he was like, really didn't know that there's anything wrong with what he's doing, that makes him more dangerous. Because at this point, he's not dangerous because he could just go tell at any point, but he just chooses not to. It's fucking weird. So that shot, they're just like in, it's being filmed um, inside of like a drainage storm 
which is really cool. Then it cuts to a shot of these beautiful winter trees in the background. And they're just like walking across an oasis of snow. And it's a really great shot. Very creepy music. I like it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or if they could switch roles. I also thought that would be better. Um, that'd be interesting. Right? Like with Elijah's crazy eyes. I think that'd be perfect. So he finally does try to tell them. I like that he has everything like pre-planned kind of in his head, though. That makes him more psychotic to me. Mm-hmm. The fact that he's definitely thought about it. He, he thinks about every move he makes before he does it and he can tell it's all. Yeah, it's so creepy. So, but yeah, his little and his, oh my God, this is where like it really escalates because his little sister, Connie, she lives in fear. And I'm telling you, he has been playing the long game with her. I mean, this girl, this is a traumatized child. Like the look in her eyes, she, she's a great actress or she's yes. coming from a hellish household um, in real life because she's like really 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 scared of him um and if you do rewatch this movie just watch for her acting in the scene she's really great and then um the doctor comes to visit elijah at elijah wood at the park for some reason like no that's not happening in real life but okay and she's a moron like dr drew that's what i have in my notes so i'm gonna go with it um she's just an idiot and she's like misinterpreting everything he's saying and so she thinks that he's evil kind of maybe and or just maybe trying to get through his parent dying and you know she's not picking up the clues when he's like hey so she's so out of sorts of like what's actually going on with him she's just out of the loop completely but she means well (laughs) yeah like she thinks she's doing a good job but she has like no idea the scope of what's going on and like honestly he should be staying with the therapist (laughs) like all his dad's (laughs) gone his dad calls home to check in on him awesome fucking cordless phone huge bulky love it we had one right oh it's a beautiful one date night bullshit so oh and his his call does get intercepted by his cousin macaulay answers and he's like yeah you know i'll tell him you called but he's outside playing and so opportunity lost then you know macaulay culkin's parents decide that they're gonna go out for dinner for date night why would you apparently leave? it's been in the works for a while apparently and they can't cancel <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i wouldn't even they're be going like- to work like i wouldn't there's nothing that would stop me from like taking care of a child that just lost their parent. Like what? I, I must say at that age though, I was left at home like a lot, like around like nine and 10. Yeah, but like, like that's around the age. Right after a trauma though. Yeah, no, not at all. Like this is where it becomes like completely unbelievable for me because even with the dad leaving, it's like, you know, for a certain amount of money, I can see how you can justify anything. Oh, yeah. And then also, like, after they're talking about the date night thing, that's when, the like you said, the dad is trying to tell her that um, she should move on from Richard. And Macaulay's like, yeah, he, uh, my cousin wants Richard's, baby Richard's room, which is not true. I love, <laughs> I love how he just makes up that whole story awesome. about how he wants to move in. It's so manipulative. <laughs> It's pretty funny. Right. And like no one's listening to um his cousin at all. There's nobody's listening to him. Oh yeah. Henry catches his mom crying in the clown baby bedroom of Richard. Like, does it have to be clowns? I guess it has to be clowns. Then they play hide and seek fear edition. And 
<laughs> in the darkest house. I don't know. That's the craziest thing I've this, ever seen. This is where this movie started reminding me of the movie Fear with Mark Wahlberg and Alicia. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> they're on this awesome mansion on the edge of an island, completely isolated, super rich. And then all the lights go out, exactly the same thing. Um, But yeah, they're playing hide and seek in this huge empty or like a huge dark house. And the dude, the parents aren't even out of the driveway when the fucking electricity goes out and they don't notice. Like, come on. The trailer has some creepy kid song that I was not in the movie. I'll play it to you after. It's really weird. What do you think? This is a game. When does he drop the F-bomb? Did I already skip it? Interesting. I don't know. Remember when he's like, don't fuck with me. Yeah. Yeah, I do. But I feel like it was like, we're past that. But I don't remember hearing it. Your mom? You crazy? Your mom's maggot food. My mom said she'd always be with me. Chose your mom as a way of coming back. But I guess you wouldn't understand that. But it's true. She's my mother now. Hey, Mark. Don't fuck with me. Your sweet Home Alone Macaulay is a serial killer. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, yeah, there's so much more. So Henry, <laughs> Elijah Wood, you know, he mothers the child, the the little girl to sleep because there are no other parents in this fucking story besides him, which is so disturbing. And I mean, God, it's so creepy. And then on the upside, you know, she's not he's not thinking about his dead mom anymore. I mean, so in that way, maybe Macaulay Culkin is a fantastic cousin because look we haven't thought about this kid's dead mom for the last hour and a half neither has this kid <laughs> i'm just saying he was there to take his mind off his mile so that's what he's doing right that would be the defense i would plead so <laughs> ice skating we get that ice skating scene where basically he lets his little sister fall in the ice skating like in the cold water and like purposefully does not save her and then some guys have to come over and rescue her and then he confronts oh yeah little elijah wood he goes over to richard's bluff you know where like the mom's chilling and being depressed and he tries to confront her about the whole situation but I guess that it's like a little too little too late because she doesn't really take it well. I just the whole time, I just hate her haircut so much. Like I can't even see what she looks like. She just looks like some weird 80s haircut. Aside from the haircut, I think she did a really good job of like, um, like conveying that she's kind of convinced that he, that Elijah could be right. You know what I mean? Like she started, mm-hmm. like she does a good job of like silent acting of like, Letting the audience know that, you know, that, hey, could my child do do such a thing possibly? Yeah, like you can definitely see her wheels spinning in the back of her head. She exactly. reminds me a lot of Nicole Kidman in that way. Like really very expressive. I like that. Yeah. We get the phone call from dad. Like he does finally get in touch with his dad. And the mental illness runs deep in this family, y'all. <laughs> oh, my God. The denial is real. <laughs> For real. Like I said, the mental illness runs deep in this family. I don't know what this kid's talking about. His mother's been reincarnated into his aunt. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) They just, I 
can't even <laughs> like when the serial killer looks cr- like you, you might be fucked up you know what i mean Macaulay yeah. Culkin's looking at him like are you, you good bro <laughs> like... <laughs> he's like you might have what i have right like shit <laughs> it's like every person in this movie is so deeply twisted and it's great because like if they didn't have an exorbitant amount of money his dad would be in jail for neglect um for just abandoning his kid uh you know they'd all be in jail or dead mom finds the duck which is really upsetting to her because she like goes out to the shed she realizes that the duck's in there and it was like behind i can't remember what it was behind a hat or something and um man this must be just like i don't even know what i would do like when i call the police like what do you do your other kid's already dead so this is the whole thing in pretty little liars it's like what would cause a parent to protect the killer of their child the only motivation is if the killer is their other child like it's the you know burke ramsey of it all right so i don't know like at this point i might just be like well he killed my kid, but I don't want to lose two kids. You know what I mean? That's why it makes it such like, I don't know. That's why the film's so deep for me because like how she has like, she's set up to fail. She has two op- two options to choose from and they're both not good options. Yeah. If they would have developed the fact that like, I don't know, I guess they can't develop that she knows him, her nephew. Otherwise she would believe her nephew. But yeah, it just sucks. it's crazy because like I I don't know as a parent like obviously in my head I'm like yeah I would call the police immediately if I suspected like one of my kids of doing something wrong but then it's like "Mm, I don't know like if I was that rich I don't know that I would really you know once you're actually in that situation it's it's really hard to tell when you, when you have that much money, it's easier to get away with shit too and like make problems go away. Like you're a demented kid. Like just send them to boarding school. Like probably mm-hmm. half of those kids have killed dogs. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. In his creepy shed, he has a doll that's just hanging by a noose. His set design added that. They're like, you know what? He's not creepy enough. Yeah. It's awesome. And he literally loses his mind on her. I think he's great acting in the scene yeah his switch flips so fast um his little uh-huh when she's when when she when he asked her what are you doing in here it just cracks me up right like damn you're not afraid of your mom clearly <laughs> um <laughs> and then like but Although I do, it does make me wonder, like, how has the sister survived this long? I wonder why he chose to kill the brother and not the sister. Maybe she was, you know, the age gap is probably a big reason. And then, but he does emotionally torture her. I mean, you can tell that they have a history. So it doesn't seem like he has as much disdain for her as he did, like, the new newborn baby brother who may be getting more of the attention that he once did because, you know. Like he grew up with the sister. They're yeah. Older. Well, yeah, they're closer in age. Yeah, there are some like, moments where he's, oh, sorry. Oh, I was going to say, like, if he had the opportunity, he probably would have, but he wasn't old enough. Yeah. There are uh, some moments where they show him being very sweet to her, like being like a big brother. And then, you know, like she's, a, she's just in the balance of, I could hurt her, I could hurt her, or I can't hurt her. Damn, interesting. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, so then he takes the duck and he goes and throws it in his murder well. And which <laughs> I genius. Like, like I, I love that. I love that this is now a thing and this is where he keeps you know his tokens from his kills. I love it. Um, Did you see the way he tosses it? No. The way he does it is very interesting. Uh, go back and look when you get a chance. Like he kind of cocks his arm back as to say he was gonna like throw it down there tough, like throw it hard. And he switches up his 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 position and he just kind of gently drops it in there very lightly, as to say like, you know what, my little like as to say like he cared for his little brother, and in, in his own weird way. Hmm. Or, or he's like taking control back from his mom. Like, you're yeah. not going to force me to put this in here. Like, I'm going to put it in here because it's yeah. mine. That, that's another way to think of it, too. I don't think he cared about little Richard. <laughs> the mom, she th- thinks on the cliff. So Mark learns that, you know, his cousin is going to hurt his mom. Okay, so at this point is where I do have in my notes that the acting is really bad. So, um, and I think it's Macaulay. Yeah, basically, they're like the kids get into a scuffle, and um, one of like Elijah would put scissors up to Macaulay Culkin's neck, and then the dad catches them. And um, the dad's like, okay, that's it. Like, you're going into kid jail right now. And he puts him in like the study and locks the door. And then Macaulay Culkin, he intercepts the mom. And she's like, look, we need to have a talk about you being a murderer. He's like, okay, cool. But let's do it at, you know, the cliff. Like, let's go for a walk like we used to when we were young. And she's like, okay. So they start walking off. And of course, Elijah Wood knows that she's going to get murdered. So he's freaking out and he tries to get out, but he can't. And then he breaks a window and runs after them, which if the dad and the therapist chased after him, then none of this would have happened. Oh, yes, these cool tree shots. So the whole time that Henry and his mom are walking through the woods up to this overlook, we're like getting it from behind these um, really just dead white winter trees. And it's really fucking cool looking. Like, I really love the way that this is filmed. What happened the night Richard died? Don't you know? Yeah, that's pretty intense. <laughs> yeah, Richard's death when he's just like, yeah, what if I did? Like, whoa. I feel like her response was a little bit too light on that. Like, I feel like she should have like took, been taken aback a bit more. Like, not just, oh, well, then we'll get you help. Like, yeah. I would be like, what? You did what? I would have taken him to the Are ground. Are you kidding me? like one of us would not be coming out of those woods (laughs) like nah yeah this is this ending is just so bizarre and then like but this end scene has nothing on murder my numbers i mean they're just like atop this cliff the mom is basically holding on to elijah wood with one hand and macaulay culkin with the other hand after a scuffle and she's trying to pull them both up, but can't. <laughs> Macaulay Culkin here. I'll play his little manipulative ass. He's such a little manipulator. No, Mark. No. Mom. Mom, I love you. Stop it. Oh, God, hang on. Help me. Help. 
She just drops her kid off of a cliff. It's amazing. <laughs> He's like, mom, help. I need your other hand. <laughs> just let go of him. Like, so Did you hear Elijah's up. cries? Yeah. They were so real and disheartening. It's just like, help me though. <laughs> like, help <No>. me. <laughs> Yeah, and then the movie's over. She just like embraces Elijah Wood and end scene. It's like, whoa. So that's gonna be a weird walk back to the house. <laughs> the husbands are both like unaware of anything that's happened. They're both clueless as to anything that like they don't know anything that has been going on. Yeah, and this kid, <laughs> Macaulay's dad only like literally saw his son being bullied with scissors by this kid. Yeah. So he like has no reason to believe that his child was at fault in any way. It's pretty wild. Like, I wonder if this woman would get any kind of child endangerment. Um, I mean, she did let this kid kill her child and then let a child fall off a cliff. So maybe she should, you know, spend some time behind bars and think about how to be a better parent. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it is pretty crazy, right? But yeah, again, like, I just think, who was the audience for this? But I want to play you the trailer because I thought it was really weird that it didn't have this song anywhere in the movie. You know this one? Great big gobs of greasy, grimy, gopher gut, mutilated monkey meat, chocolate little piggy feet, french fried eyeballs swimming in a pool of blood, that sure tastes good. Isn't that weird? What? <laughs> I've never seen this trailer. his smile lies a secret here my two of them so we could be brothers hey mark come on let's go where are we going behind his eyes lies a plan who is he mr highway wow <laughs> what are you gonna do with it and behind the image of a good son coming so what are you guys up to out there sorry mom top secret where are we going we're here lies the terrifying truth. Say goodbye. No! Do you know what you did? You could have killed people. I feel sorry for you. You just don't know how to have fun. What? You're a doctor. You know things. Well, some things. What if there was this boy? You did these terrible things because you liked doing them. Such a sweet little thing. It'd be too bad if something were to happen to her. Would you say he was evil? I don't believe in evil. If I let you go, you think you could fly? Macaulay Culkin, the good son. Macaulay Culkin, the good son. <laughs> they, didn't, that, they, wow. they didn't even mention Elijah. How sad. No, because it was the Macaulay Culkin show. God, I feel so bad for that kid. What an asshole dad he had. This movie was definitely heavily influenced uh, or inspired by The Bad Seed, which is a 1956 film. And it's, I don't know if you, have you ever seen The Bad Seed? Would you suggest? Yeah, it's a good old flick. Yeah, it won a lot of Oscars and it has Clark Gable in it. Christine Penmark seems to have it all. A lovely home, a loving husband, and the most perfect daughter in the world. But since childhood, Christine has suffered from the most terrible reoccurring nightmare. And her perfect daughter's accomplishments include lying, theft, and possibly much, much worse. Only Christine knows the truth about her daughter. And only Christine's father knows the truth about her nightmare. Mm. 
Does it involve like the kid having a friend or is it just her? I think it's just her from what I remember and she's evil. That sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't she look like evil little shit? <laughs> look at her eyes. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a long time, but when I watched the trailer, I was like, oh, this looks good. And then by the end of the trailer, I was like, oh yeah, I've seen this. Okay. Well, the cigarette. <laughs> the cigarette that Mark and yeah. Henry smoked was an empty tube filled with dried parsley. I don't believe that. That looked like yeah, a real right. cigarette. Like, just, <laughs> okay. They just pulled out a real pack for real. That's funny. Yeah, they did that to save their save their uh, reputation. It says Henry wears two different colored shoes, one black and one white. Yes, I noticed that. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I do that to this day because of him. Oh yeah, see, and it says here, this movie is partly inspired by the bad seed. Cool. This sight on Henry's crossbow is a hood ornament from a buick <laughs> oh that's funny oh this one was weird um it was kind of cool it says when mark is playing a game boy on the drive east his father says if you get tired of bombing the universe uh you know why don't you join me because there's some good scenery well in kubrick's um shining Danny finishes playing a video game and his father Jack asks him, you know, did you get tired of bombing the universe? So I'm like, ooh, nice little horror connection. Well, I like that. Oh, we were we almost got a different mom, but because the filming kept getting delayed, uh, they had to recast her. You would have loved her. Her hair's longer. And uh, she's a really good actor. <laughs> shit. Like, oh, I'm, she was in powder and back to the future three. The good place. Really funny in Step Brothers. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Have you ever watched The Good Place? Um, not sounding. Oh, what am I talking about? Okay, yes, I've seen this show. Okay, <laughs> like you the, would like the... it's right up your alley. Damn, she's done a lot of stuff. Holy shit. Okay, yeah, and two actors in this film appear appear in Stephen King's Cujo, which is interesting. Dave and one of them, it was Daniel Kelly, and then David Morse is in The Langoliers in '95. That was that the dad or the uncle and the green mile, too. Um, Daniel is okay, Uncle Wallace. Yeah, I feel like I've seen him in so much stuff, like he looked really familiar to me. Cujo, I thought I wouldn't know him for that from that Law and Order, maybe. I don't know, it'll come to me like in the middle of the night one day, I'll be like, or one night. in the middle of the night one day all right cool yeah so all in all like how do you did this movie hold up for you yeah totally um it's interesting to see it as an adult now because you know the kid's a killer (laughs) yeah yeah but I, i don't know i really did like the way they acted in the film and and all the friggin the scenery was really good to look at all the shots were amazing i don't know who uh, director of photography was on this but he did it or they did a very good job yeah i thought so too um i think it holds up as far as like everything except for the writing i feel like the writing's a little shitty and obviously like if you grew up in like anywhere near our age you're not really going to be able to take this movie that seriously just because of the fact that the actors are so infamous but I think it's a great watch regardless of whether it's a good movie or not. People seem to be pretty divided on it. I love Elijah Wood's performance in this movie. That's what made me like him more. Okay. Um, (laughs) 
Let's see. Interesting. Right? Are you an Elijah Wood fan? I like him. I mean, yeah. he's okay. I like him in the faculty. Uh, I think he's really good in Lord of the Rings, but I'm not like a, a mega fan. I don't think he's great. He kind of just has that one thing he does where he kind of whispers everything. He did really good in this uh, this TV show. It's like where he has like an imaginary dog, I believe. Oh, Wilbur? Yeah, yeah Wilbur. That one's really, Wilfred, that one's really good. Yes. I would suggest anybody watch that. That's a great recommendation, actually. I'm so glad to see, like, I'm not the only person who thought this movie was cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, this is a very beloved movie. Um, I'm excited that you had me watch it because now I'm going to put it in my rotation because it's it's pretty goddamn funny. Do you want to do recommendations like a book, movie, podcast, anything that you've been enjoying recently? Okay, so let me check my phone really quick. Most recently with podcasts, I would suggest... Uh, listening to Rick Glassman's Take Your Shoes Off podcast. It's, uh, okay. it's satirical. It's very funny. Also, other than that, another podcast I would suggest that doesn't get a lot of recognition is The Big Orange Couch. Yeah. I'm sure you've heard of them. Yeah, I love them. I listen to them all the time. Hell yeah, awesome. Definitely, absolutely check out Big Orange Couch. And also Andrew Bixler, one of the hosts of that podcast, has a book. He has two books. One of them is called Space Junk, and the second one is called More Space Junk. I highly recommend buying both. They're easy to find on Amazon. The cover art's really cool. So I think I get the physical copy. TV shows I would recommend is, sounds crazy, but the new SpongeBob Camp Coral actually good it holds up really <laughs> yeah the animation is very beautiful to look at and it's actually pretty funny interesting okay yeah <laughs> and we've been watching the new rugrats and it's not as terrible as i originally it's thought. not that bad right yeah yeah at first it like really freaked me out though <laughs> it takes a while to get used to the just the, them changing the original look it's like what yeah i'm just like what is this it's so creepy but actually now that the kids are watching it i'm like mm, okay i kind of like having rugrats on that's cool are you uh watching the new icarly no i never got into icarly unfortunately okay well then i would highly highly suggest that like uh any any seasons any episodes okay. yeah but yeah i'll check out icarly i was a huge yeah. like i liked girl meets world so okay i don't know if it's like kind of similar no they're in the same lane for sure okay cool okay i guess my recommendation can be i have been watching a new show but i don't really like it to be honest the blue lotus or white lotus i mean heard of it. I, don't, I don't love it <laughs> is it just a uh, white noise for you yeah i'm trying <laughs> to get into it because everybody said it's like really good I'm just yeah like, okay my recommendation is going to be a crazy summer flick called from 2006 called material girls what this has nothing to do with this movie it's hillary duff and Haley duff must grow up quickly when a company scandal leaves them penniless though it's tempting to follow the advice of their board of directors and sell out their biggest competitor. The gals decide to take matters into their own hands and save the company that their father built from scratch. Um, yeah, I bet you guys have never heard of that movie because it sucked. 
but I do recommend it if you just want to like, you know, go further into Hillary Duff land and just want a shitty movie to watch, you know, I'm trying to think like whenever I release this episode, it'll probably be uh, near Halloween. So I'm trying to think if there's like anything good I could recommend for that. But The Bad Seed, 1956, Nancy Kelly, Patty McCormick, if you liked this movie you would likely like the bad seed as well so i would check that out that'll be my recommendation for the week all right perfect where can people find you online um if you guys want to look me up i'm at then hearts collide on instagram and on tiktok then hearts collide with a two at the end so then hearts collide too perfect and i will tag you when i post this episode Thank you for coming back, Dimitri. Do you have anything in mind for next time already? Um, next time, I always suggest something from British film, maybe some uh, The Wright Brothers. Have you heard of them? No. Shaun of the Dead. Oh, that's right. Papas. I always suggest those guys next. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll definitely have to check out. I know you told me to watch that last time. I know. And I still haven't. So... I don't even know where to find them. (laughs) Really? Yeah, I'll I'll look around and see what I can see what I can find. All right, cool. Hell yeah, we'll we'll think of something British next time. Something overseas. Well, I hope that um you do come back and join me. It's always a pleasure when you come on, and I just really appreciate it. And I'll talk to you later. Sure. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you. Thank you for coming back. Thanks for uh, having you're me. You're one of my favorites. Uh, and, and this time of year is perfect. I mean, you had the big tree lighting outside, the Christmas tree lighting. And, and have, you, have you ever seen the Christmas tree lighting? Are you familiar with my work? <laughs> you, you've, you've never been? Never been? <laughs> you've never been? Oh, wait. Was yes. Was yes. it Home Alone 2? Yeah, it's the one. Yeah, there you go. Nailed it. See, totally. I forgot about <laughs> totally it. I, I, one, there was no tree. Two, mm-hmm. you were in, yeah. lost in New York. Yes, I do. I do work at 4 a.m. As, as a 10-year-old. It was, <laughs> it was. It was great. It was my favorite day as a, as a child. <laughs> let's, let's go to Rockefeller Center. Wait, that's right. Yeah. You did that, and that's was that the end of the movie? Let's do the end of the movie. I don't know. I, I don't want to really watch that movie anymore.